show where we celebrate and interrogate creatives of all stripes. I'm Hannah Camacho. I hope the new year is treating you well. I hope you're living like kings and queens. It's good to be back. Uh, we took a little bit of a break there. It's hard to get people scheduled around the holidays, and plus it's kind of nice to take a break sometimes. So it's good to be back, and we are back with the man, the myth, the Draplin, Aaron James Draplin. He is one of my all-time favorite people. He is an incredible designer. If you are a designer, you've probably heard of him. You probably have seen his work. You might have been to his workshops. His work is gorgeous. You have to see it if you have not seen it. Uh, please do head to his Instagram and scroll around while you listen. You can find him at Draplin, that's D-R-A-P-L-I-N. Look at his gorgeous work. Um, he has a beautiful, and when I say beautiful, I mean you cannot stop staring at this thing. Book, you can find it on Amazon. It's called Draplin Design Co. Pretty much everything. It is it is well worth every single dollar. Um, you can browse his website also while you listen. The, the man, listen, he's like designed like everything on the planet. And I mean, of course, no introduction of Aaron is complete without a mention of his incredible brand, Field Notes, which you have probably heard of if you don't happen to already own a few. Um, if you haven't ever checked out the Field Notes website, please do so. You're going to drool. It's amazing. The booklets, the, the notebooks are incredible. You're going to love them. Um, I just adore him, and he is just an honest person with lots of wonderful opinions. He demystifies the creative process for so many people. He's got great Skillshare um, courses that I personally have benefited from, and so many others have. He does a lot of public speaking gigs, really just breaking down the creative process and being so real and one thing I really love about Aaron is when you listen to him talk first of all he he uses words in such an artful way that it's it, it's really fun just to listen um, but he has a way of kind of making things so easy to understand and he's not gonna hold back and I think you're gonna enjoy the conversation as much as I did I sure hope you do um, so without further ado here is my conversation with the amazing the legendary Aaron James Draplin. Oh my goodness, Aaron, I adore you. I adore your work. I am just so incredibly grateful that you're taking some time to chat a little bit today. Thank you so much for taking the time to stop on the show. Well, at 10,000 bucks an hour out of Spokane, I'll do, I mean. I'll do anything. So <laughs> thank you so much for saying such nice things. And uh, you really need to shoot a little higher. For shelling out the big bucks. You really need, I mean, who knew... Who knew that, you know, you know, I've had a busy day and I can find an hour to come talk to someone and, and, and talk about things and stuff. People, thank you for listening to, to us and, and, and for giving me a shot. Keep, don't hit pause just yet. Don't hit the stop button just yet. Stick around. We're going to get some stuff here. So, okay. Thanks for having me. Oh, right. snap. For those who might not be familiar with your work, before we jump into your origin story, what are you up to these days? Well, it's it's the new year, and um, uh, we will be taking off again on you know these speaking events coming up. Um, you know, I've got um, Logan, Utah, Salt Lake City, Utah coming up in a couple weeks, and then a, a week after that, I go to Manila, Philippines, for Graphica Manila, which is a big thing. So, you know, if you, you look at your your hand and you say, "Wow, there's five fingers," you know, the thumb is like going out and speaking, you know, and sharing these things, doing workshops and, and that kind of stuff. Um, your forefinger, you know, um, would be uh, field notes, right? For me, um, your middle finger, you know, um, would be sort of, <laughs> I guess, I guess, you know, doing client work, you know, um, somewhere in there, there's a little nub for Skillshare. Um, and then those last fingers are basically merch, you know, and selling merch and shipping merch and, and maintaining my little half-assed website um, links. We do have a new website in the works, which is going to be really groundbreaking. It works on those things called phones. That's going to be really exciting. It's responsive um, and other things that are very, you know, 2012. So, um, <laughs> and, you know, I mean, here, you know, here's the thing. It's like, I have just kept myself, you know, extra busy I'm super busy to 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 not really be concerned about whatever was hot shit in 2012 or 2019. Now, you know, like as far as got a website or something. So, 
you know, I've got a new website I'm, I'm working on, um, you know, of course, a handful of logos. But, you know, here's the thing is like, you know, when you like I said, those five fingers, you know, whatever those things are in your life, you know, whatever percentages and stuff. I'm always trying to slow it down, but there's, you know, there is just a sort of a, a momentum to this stuff that's really difficult um, considering, you know, my origin or whatever to pull back from, you know, it's really, it's really, a, a, I don't want to say a sickness, but it's very conflicted to me, you know, because when you didn't, when I didn't have anything, I was hungry and trying and, and trying and trying and trying. And then you get a bunch of things and you don't know how to stop that stuff. You're guilty that you don't know how to stop. So, you know, here we are. I had a great fall. Um, the book continues to sell um, all sorts of new projects around Portland, uh, a, a little burger place called Super Deluxe. My buddies have a little um, uh, a bag company called Mule that's coming out, and I'm, I do a little bit of support graphics for that. So there's, you know, here's the thing is even as I try to slow down, I'm always, you know, just kind of ramping stuff back up. You know, I don't know how not to really do that. Now, you have to understand, not all that is a golden Midas touch. Some of those things are going to be slow or some of them are going to be too fast. Or, um, But the overall weirdness of the last bunch of years is that it just continues to go, you know. So how, how do I slow down from that? But so so that said... You know, like one of the things, you know, my girl was like, you know, quit doing so many interviews and podcasts. And I, I like to talk with people I don't really know. You know, I mean, it's it's kind of weird to me. You know, when you're on the phone with a client, you can't wait to get off the phone with that client. Can't I mean, You're not there to like be buddies or something. You know? I mean, just call it what it is. You know, you're it's just a weird thing. And it's like so for to take an hour and say, let's share something. You know, I don't know. I just don't get a lot of opportunities to kind of do that, even on the road sometimes. It's like, yes, I'm meeting all these kids, but sometimes it's so regimented. Like, you know, you, you get up there, you do your song and dance, you do a merch table, you do a couple workshops, and you're back at the hotel, like, you know, hitting the deck. So, um, yeah. But, I mean, that's what I've been up to. And, um, yeah, it's 2019. I'm excited. You're a busy man. and You know, I mean, one of the things I think I really appreciate about you, and I know – I've heard designer friends of mine say the same thing is that you're so willing to teach and share about your own process and, and how to you know become a great designer and and um, you're so approachable and I, I just really appreciate that about you and that you put so much time and effort into that. I think it's just amazing that that's a priority for you. Well, I mean, I mean, well, thank you. I mean, it's there. There is a you know that's another appendage you know on that, that little growing out of you know a knuckle or something too. I mean, I make. I, I, you know, I make a living with some of that stuff too. And, and I think the scarier part is that, you know, someone's inclination, if their inclination is to say no right away, just, I don't know, that's fine. That's, that's their absolute prerogative. Um, and a lot of my, um, you know, willingness to say, put me on a plane, bring me to Logan, Utah, let me at the kids is because I was one of those kids who paid the money um, expected a lot and then didn't get a lot. And I'm still that like kind of like underdog who's always pissed about that stuff. Like, wait a second, like I was paying big bucks and they brought these knuckleheads in who were just so self-important and absolutely doing great work, blah, blah, blah. But the personality of, uh, you know, of this, uh, of this, of this Sharpie that I'm holding in my hand right now, but no offense to the Sharpie brand. Um, here's a side story. Sharpie, I made my own personal, you know, I've made a lot of my own merch over the years, but when you make stuff with Sharpie, they totally censor your shit, just so you guys know. Oh, they, interesting. Oh yeah, they're good, clean, <laughs> whatever the hell's, you know, making the Sharpie brand. And it, like I had to say, I think I had some, you know, something on one of my Sharpies to the effect of like, you know, good for blacking out. You know, and then, you know, marking you know, sharpening a guy's face when he blacks out or something to that effect, you know, something like, you know what I mean? Something stupid. They did not like that and they changed it. They just changed it. So, you know, keep your cool when you do. It doesn't matter if you do, um, you know, a promo Sharpie or whatever with those guys. Um, it still goes through Sharpie, I guess. And there is an approval process. So just so you, you know, you better keep your keep your, your shit together when you're working with old Sharpie. They have, you know, they're they're gonna jam those morals right down. Any 
Next question. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I know you have shared your origin story quite a lot, many, many times, uh, growing up in Michigan, moving out to Oregon. Um, I wonder if you wouldn't mind sharing some bits and pieces of that, especially as it relates to how you feel um, your, your years growing up impacted the way you approach work today and how it's impacted you as a designer. Yeah. I mean, to be really fast, I, I have told that story about, you know, I got, go, I get out of, you know, I go to high school, I get out at 17, I go, I, I work at pizza jobs and stuff. And I work at ski resorts and things. And at 19 years old, we save our money. We go out West to Oregon, six of my buddies, we get out there all together. We're a bunch of animals. No one's got any money, but you know, I mean, I think the thing that's important when I look back at all that time and those years is like every year I was really trying to do something a little bit better, you know, and it wasn't, you know, what, what scared me at the end of five years in Bend, Oregon, which was, we'll call my, my little snowboarding phase or something living in the mountains. Um, what scared me was you started to run into kind of buddies who were kind of okay with it. Never really kind of going past that, you know, like, um, I need, not only did I need to make money, but I, I wanted to go to school. I wanted to see if I could do something with art or design. You know, I was, I was becoming a graphic designer and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And, 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 and yet that scared me. I mean, to this day, if you go back to that town, there's a good chance some of those old, you know, those, those guys I used to run with, they might still be kind of in that vein. And that frankly is just terrifying to me. There's, it's not any, there's nothing wrong with any of that. It's just more like I saw the cap, you know, like, well, you either you either be sort of just cool with this is just how far you're going to be able to take it with these limitations or you better get busy getting busy, you know, and going and figuring out that there is a bigger world out there. So I, I, I do think about that an awful lot because it, 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 it you know, I love being in the mountains. I love that outdoor period of my life. It was a beautiful place to live, Bend, Oregon, you know, um, uh, nice, happy people wearing, you know, ugly uh, outdoor clothing, Nalgene bottles. Listen, I, I know where you live. You live in Spokane. I, I know there's, there's those people, too, all these beautiful people from uh, Coda Lane coming down, you know, whatever. I don't know. to go shoplifting in, in Spokane. I don't know what problems you guys have there, but... You know, anyway, I do think about that a lot. Like, wow, what was it in me that said, wow, this is a beautiful place to live, but this isn't, this isn't going to be enough, you know? And really it had a lot to do with like, you know, just seeing the, the, the limitations I would, I, I would, I wasn't going to be okay with, I guess, is, you know, is kind of what it comes down to. I just, I knew I had to go and roll the dice on myself to get to us a, 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 just a different spot. So um, I think about that an awful lot because, you know, things could have changed a little bit differently. I mean, I've, I've always been a hungry person, um, you know, as far as like, you know, not being all that cool, just kind of settling on things. You know, I've always been that guy. Um, and I don't know if that just comes from being, you know, from a mom who's a Midwestern sort of can be a bit of a worry wart, you know, sometimes, you know, I, that's in me too. She didn't, my mom didn't make rash decisions. She couldn't, you know, and I'm pretty thankful for that. You know, whereas my dad was a little more of the, you know, go with his heart kind of thing, go with just because you love it kind of thing. Um, you know, so, you know, as I get older here, I'm 45, you know. It's just hard getting old. It's hard, you know, it's just hard. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard getting old. That's just what yeah. it comes down to. So. Absolutely. Yeah, when you were around the age of 19, did did it surprise you that you started to get into graphic design or were interested in that? Or was that something you were always interested in doing? You were always drawing? Yeah, yeah. You were kind of headed in that direction? Like, was, was that profession just really obvious to well, you? No, I mean, first of all, you know, it's pounded into you pretty you know, early, I mean, you're, you're a Midwest gal, so you know, what's kind of, I mean, you know, um, I don't even know if you can consider Iron Mountain, the, the Midwest. That might, Good point. It's you know, the North. Oh, <laughs> well, right. So, you know, there's just this like sense of like, I knew in my town there wasn't a lot going on and that you're going to, you know, you're going to have to like break out of some of that stuff. And I mean, it, it was just, it was more of a haunting, like, sure. It was on your mind. It was well. I mean, I like to draw. I we you know as skateboarders, we were kind of making our own little brands and didn't we weren't really nervous about doing that because 
you know, the jocks, they had to go through their high school or something. You know, we, we didn't have to do any of that shit. We were just, <laughs> all we had was ourselves, you know, yeah. which was, you know, really, really cool. And, and, and that said, it's like, you know, I, the pragmatic, you know, part of me growing up in the Midwest was like, I just knew I had to make a living. It wasn't responsible just to think that, well, my mom and dad are just going to be able to kind of carry me. I, I just knew it was going to be otherwise. I saw the examples in our family. I saw, you know, I, did, I didn't want to be that guy that couldn't sort of take care of himself. Either. You know, that was kind of, you know, kind of, kind of terrifying to me that, you know, that that would be something I would be compromised by later on, you know. So you start, you know, making some tactics of like, well, before I go and do that, while I still have my youth, I'm going to go out west and be an animal with my buddies. You know, let's go do this while we can, you know. And it was wonderful. It was wonderful. But, you know, I always had it in me like, well, this is great and all, but there is a there's a there's a bit of a cap to this. And, and I'm, I'm just going to have to be open to when I start to feel, you know, a little weirded out by uh, this kind of Peter Pan shit, you know. Which is, you know, that like, ah, you know, as long as the mountain's cool, everything's cool. Well, that's great. You're like kind of a rich guy sometimes. You know, I mean, one of the hard parts about being a scumbag skateboarder and snowboarder was when you start to realize, like, a lot of those people who are up there, they're like just kind of rich people. You know, I mean, that's probably a shitty generalization. We sure did run into it. Not that being a rich person's bad or blah, blah, blah. But it just wasn't us. It wasn't us. And you started to get this sense of like, you know, we're hitchhiking in and out of the mountain, you know, to like, because that's what we can afford or whatever. And then some days you'd get like, you get picked up by someone who was young and like had a bunch of money. And it's like, they didn't do that because they hustled. Their parents gave them a kick-ass car, you know? And I knew from a really, this is, I mean, this sounds shitty, but I knew from a really young age, I didn't want to be mad about that stuff. And the only way I was ever going to have like a car car is I had to go earn that stuff. Just call it what you will. And I didn't want to be one of these bitter, sort of bitter people who were, you know, all bummed out at that sort of like reality of like, you know what, you, frankly, buddy, you don't really come from a situation where, you know, um, 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 you know, you got your mom and dad, you know, able to just get you whatever you want. So when I think about going, you know, when you said summers in Alaska, I mean, I know I've, I've told that a million times, but you know what, I am super proud that I went up there, did my time that was not a mom or a dad doing it for me. I had to go do it for myself. And that's why all these years later, you know, I really am cognizant of my time and my appreciation for this stuff because I get to see the flip side. I get to see people lamenting how busy they are and, you know, just all that sort of horse shit. And it's like when you don't even have a computer, you not only are you not busy, you're like scared. You're never going to be able to be a part of it. Like any, I mean, how, how did I have a computer up in Alaska? I would pedal across town and I would rent, I would go to Kinko's and I would rent, you know, like a, a couple hours on like PageMaker and shit. And there's a, you know, there's like a clock ticking. So you learn to be pretty efficient, you know, like I had, notes, you know what I mean? I had notes of what I wanted to do and all that kind of shit. And then, you know, here, <laughs> you know, all these years later, like you're not going to get much complaint out of me about having a day just kind of like lollygagging in here around on my machine because it's always better when I didn't, you know, than like when I didn't even have the damn thing, if that makes <laughs> sense. Yes, it totally does. I, I really love that you're a self-made man. You've worked incredibly hard to get where you are today. I think that's something that's often missing when people think about creative professions. They I think they usually think successful creatives are somehow born with this magical unicorn rainbow quality and it just oozes out of them and there's no struggle, there's no hard work behind the scenes. And I love that you're so real and honest about the hard work that goes into it and you almost can't turn it off. I wonder if you have an opinion about um, how a lot of creatives do present themselves, both on social media, you know, Instagram, what have you. It seems like some creatives really revel in presenting themselves as this perfect person or there is no struggle. 
Um, I, yeah, I would well, love to hear what, no, what your mean, thoughts what a, are. You know, the, well, every time I think about my Instagram or the numbers or when I'm scrolling through or stuff, you know, I understand that, that a lot of that stuff, it's like a, it could become this big sort of false selfie, you know, of like what my life looks like or whatever. And I've always tried to be pretty transparent and, you know, show the kind of warts and moles. Cause otherwise, you know, you've got, and I mean, uh, what did I look at today? What did I look at today? Somewhere, I went down this little rabbit hole where, you know, a friend must be dating like some kind of like cheerleader or something. I, I don't know how I got to it, but this woman, I don't mean, it's going to make me sound terrible, but she had those like fish lips, you know, like they're fake. They're like someone, she did that to herself to like look better. And I started to like just like dig around, like okay, well then where's the merit in her life? Because if it only comes down to like showing pictures of her in her underwear, this shit's weird, man. And like she's a fucking graphic designer or something. I don't know what, what it was, but it just was such a bunch of bullshit. It's an angle, and it's such a fucking lie, you know. And it's like, and, and then I'm looking at the comments. Oh, you are so hot. Like you, you did something to your face to change it. And it doesn't look right. You look, you look, you know, you look odd. Okay, now, now, I know that makes me sound like a horrible person, but I saw that, and I just really felt bad for her because it was just like, you, you, you aren't hot. You don't see that, you know. I mean, whatever you want to call it. Now, now that said, that's a really extreme example of like where I saw something that just really kind of like set me at. at I just want to, rec- you know. Who am I to like write her and go, you were just fine just as like the creator or the universe or whatever the hell it is, her, him, us, it made you, you were okay. You didn't need to put stuff in your ass and you know, you didn't need to put stuff. I mean, see, I'm, I'm being serious. Like freaked me out. And it was just like, oh, the pressure systems. And then I, you know, I'll see some graphic design shit where it's like, Am I looking at the graphic designer or just looking at pictures of people like trying to look cool? And that just freaks me out. Like I I can't really show my face. I have a face that's very problematic. You know, I the, the movie <laughs> Uncle true. Buck, where they you know, Uncle Buck and the guy goes, you know, wearing a hat like that, you're gonna get your ass kicked, or whatever the line was. Oh you know, it's, it's, no, a hat like that, that's really gonna get you in a lot of trouble on a town like this, or something funny like that. It's like you know, I always feel like that in graphic design, like, you know, you just not being whatever the, 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 the bullshit stereotype of this stuff is. Keep on doing that because you're helping breaking that shit. You're helping, you know, breaking that shit down, not just for some kid who's into like my Skillshare or something, but for myself, too, because I had just enough creepy interactions with people who thought, you know, bigger was only going to be better. You know, and the cool really dictates what's going to happen in this this town. And I just selfishly a bit, I feel like I've been able to help break some of that shit down over the years, not, not only for like an audience, but for myself, too. You know, so I don't feel like I need to have fucking vanity shots on my Instagram. You know, I don't need that stuff. I'd rather show, you know, when you go there that really anyone can hopefully dig it. Yes, I have to sell some stuff. You know, I got to sell some stuff. And then and then some days I'm just showing you stuff I found, you know, you know, I don't know, like in an old drawer, you know, or something with my dad or or, you know, I know that, you know, people got a little I got a couple of you know, terse emails. You know, Aaron, this gambling, you and this gambling is really concerning me. You know, once a year I go to Las Vegas once a year and I throw all caution to the wind because where I'm from you got to be really careful with that stuff, you know. It becomes misleading, and then you're going to get a problem at some little casino somewhere. You're going to get in trouble. So for me to go, you know, to one of these, to a Vegas, and to go play roulette and tempt the universe, I know it's completely dumb, and I know it's completely unhealthy, but it's it's still, it's still fun, you know. I mean, that's not every weekend, that's once a year. And yet, you know, some of the backlash, some of these, you know, direct messages you get from people like where they're like, they don't know me enough to know that I just spent the other 360 days a year really going for the gold. 
know? And then, you know, and then a couple of days out of the year, I just want to go lose my shit, you know, and just hang out and do I don't, whatever that I, that was just you know, we were going to go into the desert and run around. And it turns out we picked the worst time of the year to go to the desert because it gets dark at like four o'clock. And by the time you fall out of bed at one forty or whatever our schedule was, you know, it's getting dark like an hour later, you know, and, and the desert it just starts to get cold, you know, like, so go back to Las Vegas and. Go we'll have some big stupid dinner or whatever we're going to go do. But um, okay, next question. Sorry. All right, next question. So I really like how in the beginning of the conversation you kind of broke down your life right now into the five fingers and and what you're focused on. Um, and it seems like you kind of have things dialed in. You kind of know how to approach life, approach work, approach products. And yeah. it just seems like you're experiencing so much success. I'm sure in the beginning of your journey, it wasn't always success, success, success. I'm sure that you had some failures. And um, I wonder if you might be open to talking a little bit about maybe some challenges you faced towards the beginning of your career and what you've learned from that, um, et cetera. Oh, all these these podcasts. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. Um... I, I, you know, like, here's the thing. If today was a busy day hmm. and it was rough, I know that I could go to you and say, hey, Camacho, we got to do this tomorrow. Absolutely. You know, we gotta, yeah. because, and because, first of all, it's not like I get paid to do these things. They're fun to do. It's fun to get the little story out there. And, you know, just as part of my, you know, junior narcissism program, it's just weird to do this <laughs> stuff. Well, you know, I know that, you know, that we're all flexible enough, you know, to do that in our own lives and our own schedules. And yet, you know, like, to, you know, like I still got kind of done what I needed to get done today, you know, and, and I, otherwise I'll feel guilty. I don't know how to say it. It's like, you know, like on my list today, there's a number of things. I got up, I did a press check for some t-shirts. I finished a couple t-shirt designs for a band in town. I, did another post for this creative works things were going on in Memphis, Tennessee. We're doing these like, you know, big two day uh, workshops and stuff with some, you know, a number of people are going to be down there um, for this creative works program thing in Memphis. Um, so I kind of let stuff out of the way and then you know, did a couple phone calls. You know, here's the thing. It's like, you know, I know what's going to work. The scarier part is when, you know, like anything, yeah, you roll the dice and like I was telling you about, like how I kind of said no to a job, you know, today. And I won't mention it, but but it, it but it rhymes with schmucksurly schmurses. So <laughs> that's what it rhymes with. But um, um, luxury purses. Like I don't want anything to do with fucking luxury purses. What am I doing? You know, I won't you know tell you the brand. But you know, money that was whether or not it was good or it was bad. This the the thing I'm starting to realize, and this comes with age, and it comes with you know, uh, sort of austerity where I was, I was frugal because I was afraid. So I saved everything. You know, when I say I saved everything, I, I, I kind of did, you know, I mean, if I want a guitar, I go buy a guitar, but that doesn't mean I am, you know, buying everything that isn't nailed down. You know what I mean? I mean, first of all, a lot of the things I buy, they go towards my business. And those feel like splurges, you know. And yesterday, the, the last you know thing I acquired was a, a little, like, um, um, product photography little assembly box. You know, you like, you know, like a little little mini like um, sweep. You know, fifteen inches by fifteen inches little cube that you assemble and you can lay your stuff down on the white surface and take a little photo. Because you ought to see me doing that shit for my own stuff. It's just gross if it's an overcast day. You kind of go outside. What if it's at night and everything is yellow because we have yellow lights in the shop, you know? And it's like, and I bought that little thing. It was 30 bucks and I can't wait to try it because, you know, here I am laying posters down, turning a poster over to get that big white surface. And that goes towards my business. That felt like a new toy, you know, to go back to answering your question, you know, it's like I'm getting better at saying, I don't care how much money is involved with a luxury purse. Why would I have anything to do with that shit? No, you know, something like that. Why would I have anything to do with that? You know, and 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 see the vein that I'm in that, you know, that it's like taking that hit, you know, that like that like that rush is like, wow, 
This is a chance to do some good work for a, a good thing, make good money, and do what you love and continue this pursuit of, you know, being your own thing. And, uh, you know, and I'm getting better at being able to say no and say, God damn, you know, I, 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 you know, with a ton of guilt. That's like the weird part. It's like I'm not used to that privilege to say no. I'm used to saying yes. And and there is no opportunity. After you say yes, there is no chance to screw up. You you are off. There is no, you know what I mean? Like, so to answer the question, you know, to try to answer the question of like, where I screw up is when I try, it's always through a safety filter. It's like, I'm not going to screw up on on the job for a client because we're just not allowed to do that, right? Um, If I screw up, my tax as well, we quickly, you know, learn the lesson and then it's really, it falls on me, you know, and and that's a lot better than um, it falling on, you know, having to go apologize to a client, you know, me screwing up with my girlfriend every 15 minutes, you know, uh, but she's right here to say, you know, you know, I don't know, I don't care what we're having for dinner, you know, I know it's going to be some sad little piece of chicken and something green and then some some pile of rice or some kind of block. I know, you know, I have an idea, you know, whatever. Um, so, you know, I, when I'm back here, I figure out my day. You know, I kind of know what's going to work. I try to, you know, if I'm going to procrastinate, I try to be creative with it. You know, and all that. Like, no, you just kind of can't. You have to do these couple things. Um, you know. A lot of the jobs that I've taken, they, they come with a big asterisk. You know, I warn the people like, you guys, I'm just in a zone right now where I just got off a big tour and I can't be doing a thousand emails right now. You know, I mean, just you got to give me a little bit of room. And and they're kind of OK with that. And I'm not even used to that. I'm used to having to, like, be on the deal, on the job all the time going, you know, kind of ape shit. So. You know, some of the stuff that, just to try to explain some of the things that haven't, you know, worked or whatever that I quickly righted the ship. You know, taxes, parts, you know, certain merch things I've made that just felt pretty flat, you know. Um, and what, what that means is I just kind of lost my ass. I might have lost a thousand bucks or 500 bucks or it's going to take longer to sell them or whittle them down or whatever. Or you just kind of say, you know, cut your losses and say, you know what, that T-shirt just wasn't all that great of a T-shirt and it's okay. And it's time to, um, you know, just kind of give them away or just let them be just, well, just promotional stuff, you know, and everything having to be, see, instead of everything having to be some sort of like, um, you know, bottom line business plan profit margin bullshit, is it okay just to kind of say, I don't really care what happens to this thing. This was just fun to do. And if it's good, it's good. If it isn't, I'll give them away. Who gives a shit? Like I'm, I'm, you know, I've been in that mode for a long time with with like my merch and things. Um, so, you know, I don't, I, you know, I think the mistakes I make are things like this. Like this is the mistake I make, and it's gonna sound, you guys are just all gonna be shaking your head, going, you know, what is wrong with this asshole? Well, the mistake is I get too busy. I say yes to too many opportunities. I, I'm 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 not all that good at, at saying no, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I it's and then before I know it, I'm right back in where I was kind of lamenting, you know, like oh, you're you're right back in it, and you are going to be working all night because you promised this, that, and, and the other, and you got yourself into it. And how do you get yourself out of it? Well, with elbow grease, you know what I mean. So there's there's a little bit of that, you know, like where I have to stop myself and go, I don't care how much money they're dangling above me. Why did I just give away my next four weekends? Well, you know, that's it sucks, but it's because there were a lot of years there where there were a lot of empty weekends. Yeah, so. no doubt. I mean, you're really a one-man shop. You service these clients from the concepting phase all the way through to asset delivery. And I'm sure there are a lot of challenges that come with that. And, and it's kind of spurring on another question, which would be if you could instruct companies 
and um, agencies who work with creatives like yourself to do something differently or better. Is there something that you would tell them to do as they're interacting with designers like yourself that could really maybe improve that relationship? Or is there something that kind of comes to mind in relation to that? Well, I, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily specific to me, but I can, I can tell you what I dealt with the last couple of days and I won't, you know, I won't tell you the brand, but, but the thing is, um, you know, it rhymes with luxury purses. It's just, un, it's really, I don't know how to, I don't even know what the word is. It's just like, it's just kind of fucking bullshit. Like you can't lowball us. You, you aren't in the low ball zone. You know what I mean? You just, you're not allowed to do that. You are a luxury purse brand. I don't know who's buying this shit. If it's people with with Botox in their lips, well, fine. But, but I mean, you can't expect us to give you this graphic for nothing and then use it all over it to make you guys more and more and more cash. You know, you're not allowed to use the graphic, you know, for just, you know, forever. You got to pay me every year. Because I'm just starting to see the value of this stuff, and 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 have a little bit of a you know a really weird thing to fall back on, which is if I don't get this job, I don't give a shit, you know, because I don't need them, you know. I, I'm not I'm not groveling for this. I almost took it because it just sounded kind of fun to do a little bit of type and stuff. But when they came back with, so what we're thinking, and everything ends on sort of like a high note. So what we're thinking is kind of a this. You know, kind of talking. It's uh, I don't know what the joke is for that, or what the, the funny, what you're supposed to say with that. You know, I don't know what you even call it, but that's the kind of people you're talking to. It's like I don't think I'd ever be caught in a room with that shit. You know, I I, I just I, I sensed it, and I had to kind of remove myself and say, you guys, you would never hang out with me ever, ever. Just my fucking face alone, you wouldn't hang out. Let's just be real. So that said, you know, why am I going to pretend that I, you know, I'm the right guy for this gig? I could become, I know how to become that right guy. I know how to do that, but I don't know if it's necessarily the right thing to be going and doing. So, oh man, you know, like just that, it's like, I, I just, first of all, it's just, you know, I mean, we're, we're, none of us are ever going to get paid what we're worth. So there's, you know, the big C word, here it comes, compromise. You got to compromise sometimes. But I am getting better and better and better and better at being able to say, you are, how big is your company and you expect that? That is That just isn't cool. The answer is no. The answer is no. I would rather make nothing than sort of be taken advantage by you guys. And I mean, you know, there's, they need to understand this stuff or the idea that like, you know, a couple years ago, and this wasn't anyone being malicious. What would it even be? It's some kind of like, uh, it's like wool. So we'll just say some sort of textile industry or something. And they needed a logo for some sort of like textiles um, association or something, which a lot of people were in, you know, involved with or something. So, okay, okay, okay. And when the woman comes to me and she says, okay, yeah, you know, like, we love what you do. It's totally, you know, we, we love your work. We love your logos. We love you. You seem great. We watch some of your talks. Okay, cool. We're prepared to offer this. Okay, cool. You know, and, and she says, so, you know, when you submit your stuff, we want all the submissions in by this date so then we can, you know, figure out who we're going to award the job to. And I just kind of said, wait, wait, wait. I thought I got the job. You love me and you love my work and, you know, you, you, your kids saw my show and, you know, what they were doing was they were going to go and, you know, we were going to all do these pitches and show a bunch of work. And I know that's kind of a common thing. So whoever's listening and that's what you have to do all day long, I'm not there to say, you know, it's just not for me. What I realized is she was going to get seven pitches of free work. They'll pick one of them, pay for one of them. And I just wrote her back and said, there's just something that isn't ethical about that. We're going to explore, pay us to explore. And if it does not work, at least we got paid for our time to give a bunch of free ideas. If that idea shows up anywhere and, you know, moving forward, we need to be compensated for that shit. And either out of naivete, you know, years ago where I didn't know what I was getting into, I was just excited to be getting the call. 
Well, there's been more and more of that where I kind of have to stop it and say, wait a second, that isn't all that cool. You know, like you're taking advantage of us and you don't even, I mean, and this woman was really apologetic and said, Oh my God, you're right. We just thought that was a good way for us to like, they came up with it on their own. I don't know what the word for it. That is. It's like, they didn't know they were doing something that was kind of shitty. They just were kind of putting their heads together and saying, here's a way for us to sort of ensure that we're going to get, you know, be able to kind of cover our bases before we go with someone. And when I explained to them, like, guys, it's just kind of weird. Like, I do a bunch of work, I hand this over to you, and then you kind of make a decision, like, fine, but you get to see a lot of free stuff. And that's that's kind of weird. And and she was so apologetic, but you know, it, it put me on guard of just like for them in that in that little situation, maybe they kind of stumbled into that because they were just trying to be fastidious and use their resources and their timing well and just whatever other things they sort of told me, fine. But that's not always the going case with this bullshit luxury brand that just came after me. And, you know, they love my work and all the creative directors, this and that. I just didn't know better that all those terms and stuff, that that's just a flag for me to be like, there's just no creative director when you're making your buddy's food part. Like, who gives a shit, you know? Like, you know, working on my buddy. My buddy Steve has a, has a sandwich cart. I think I've been paid one sandwich so far but here's the thing it's like i don't care i just like him i like i want to take i want to take off for him if other people in this town portland can do that stuff so can he He makes a good sandwich you know he's just got his act together and get some funding and i'll if i can help with that stuff we will you know we will you know whatever and and you know in that you know so what what i wish clients knew is just like you guys are going to go sell a hundred grand of something, give the person at least 10 grand. If you're going to go sell a million bucks worth of something, compensate accordingly. Now don't pretend that for a couple grand, I'm going to do a logo that's going to turn into something that's going to go and inform your entire brand for the next couple of years. That's not a t-shirt graphic. That is a rebrand. No. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, drives that mindset why why do people automatically assume that they shouldn't necessarily okay. value design you know and, and they're always talking hey you know do this and you'll get free exposure what do you think drives that mindset in in the corporate world oh i don't i don't i don't really know because i don't really know about the big leagues i always yeah. say i don't know about the big leagues but the moment i get a taste of that shit and just kind of go you know what i don't care how much money you're yeah. off you're missing the point, you know, like, why'd you even come to me? You just, just to make it, you know, like, I, I don't know how to say it. It's like, I, yeah, that makes sense. Well, when, when I get into that zone where I start to feel like I screwed up and I got myself in over my head, hopefully I didn't just go and just take the job, you know, and then get way in over my head. Hopefully I knew and I could smell it from a distance and say, woof, remove yourself out of this. So you're not making too much of a fool of yourself, you know, like, so what, what that mindset, I mean, this is just, I know I played into it also, you know, which means I accepted jobs and, and made that okay somewhere else where that next marketing person could say, so what we're going to do is we're only going to pay you this much because this is what we think is a fair price. Okay, cool. Well, it isn't. And whether or not you agree with that, go find someone else. Your, your art director told told you to come get me like why why are we battling about that you know whatever and, and it's it's oh man so i mean here's the thing the more stuff i can do on my own where there isn't someone either nefariously or completely just innocently coming up with a creative way to get a lot of work or whatever they're gonna they're doing the more that i can remove myself from that variable from what i do I'm going to, you know, and if it means, you know, we've been so lucky with field notes, we've been, you know, um, we've been so lucky with all the merch and stuff. Well, the merch is just me coming up with new designs, sending them my screen printer. Hopefully they're fun and, you know, hopefully they're good and stuff and people like them and shit. And then they buy some, you know, and it's like there, there is no one there to really break my heart. If it falls flat, well, that's on me. I, I took that risk, but that's, you know, 
Like, why am I on the phone with a luxury brand? Why not just make my own? Or non? I mean, fuck, fuck luxury. It's like fur or something. You know, I mean, why didn't I just, why? Because I'm still that kid that's excited to get the call and excited to possibly make a chunk. I'm, I'm, I will never stop being that person, but I'm getting that part of me where it's like, you would never hang out with these people. I mean, go take a look. They put some shit in their face to make their lips look this way. And I hope it doesn't make me sound like too much of a dick, but I don't, that's why I love Portland, Oregon. You can be me and make it kind of, you know, not have to be some like fucking monster who just is taking pictures of their ass all day long, you know, like seriously. I mean, it's just, yes. it's just weird, you know, like. Oh, God, what am I talking about? He's he like, what's your favorite Pantone? Why can't you just come on? What's the next question? Oh, geez. Skip. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we're coming up to the end of our hour, so I just have one more question, which is a little bit more of, I guess, a fun question. So if you you're, you work, 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 if you could design your ideal Saturday weekend, time off, whatever that may be, what does that look like for you? How do you recharge, okay, reset? Off, it would be a phone call from an account manager named Susan who ruins <laughs> my life for the whole... Okay, let me see it. Let me see it. Let me see If I design my Saturday, and what would that look like? And what would... That's a fun question. Well, you know, eating and stuff like... Um, oh, yeah. I'm going on a podcast called Sporkful. You ever heard of this? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, because I, I kind of had heard of it, <laughs> but I haven't quite told Lee because I want to be a surprise. I want to build a. Lee has been saying things. My, my Lee has been saying things to me like, "How do you become a food blogger?" You know, shit like this. And it's like, well, you, you got to write things. You know, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Look how cool this looks. You know, because we'll have dinner and we'll watch, you know, a chop or something, and. You know, I, I know she's interested in that stuff. You know, I, I will say things to her like, I wonder, you know, can you elaborate on the flavor profile of you know, that thing that you're sitting there destroying? You know, whatever. She's just looking at me, like, fuck off, shut up, you know, whatever. Because we watch these shows where, you know, Chopped or whatever, and these kind of, you know, celebrity chefs and shit weigh in. And, you know, you know, um, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's like to spend a day just kind of like um i there's it's really easy for me to say well i, I want to work on some projects you know i want to get some email chopped away because that mm -hmm. is just the reality of what i do I'm not really allowed to take a break from that but if i well i mean if i can i'm i, I you know but that is the reality is like i i even though i could say well okay you know we're gonna wake up in waikiki and we're gonna get on a plane and we're gonna go you know that's just never gonna fucking happen so that said, it's like, well, I'm, yeah. Well, I mean, I can't really. That's just like some dangerous territory. It's like just a day to like lay around and watch some documentaries. You know, go jump in the van and go do a little bit of junking. You know, where I'm allowed to have a number of those a year. Those those even feel like splurges because you know when you're on the road and every kind of hour is kind of figured out. It's really hard to come off of that stuff and just be like. Now I'm back in my life and everything's totally cool because you're, you're just you're just at a different pace. You know, it's weird. It's kind of a weird thing, and I'm not lamenting it as much as you know, like I'm still not in that zone here where I can feel comfortable doing nothing. You know, for a day. I I, I, I you know I I told you I was watching The Office. I mean, I loved The Office back in the day. And there's so many layers to it, and it's just so mindless. But, God, it's got such a great rhythm. And I've been kind of watching that at night. And my girl, Lee, is back in Michigan right now. So she's not, you know, here kind of hogging the Netflix, if you will. Yeah, you know, it's really down-to-earth stuff. It's like, yeah. it's just like I'm sleeping in and not having to get up, you know, to do podcasts. That's really my only dream, you know. Really. Well, let's make that dream come true. So let's wrap this one up. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I mean, it's fun to think that way, but I will say it's like, I hope that doesn't sound like too much of a downer to be like, I just. No, no, not at all. Because, I mean, my ideal Saturday is Netflix and hanging out with the fam, you know, no plans. <laughs> I mean, well, right. You know, I mean, we build these things for ourselves and then, 
and then lament the success you know like well guess what you asked for it you asked for this pace and you asked for it being a little too fast for your liking so you better figure out how to you know kind of manage that stuff you know Mm -hmm. like that's one of the things that i think that you know what what little i know about like i don't know like a celebrity or something yes they've got more money they can shake a stick at and we all could use more money every one of us listening all of us whatever but if you can't even leave your house think about that a little bit because there's going to be some aaron draplin staring at you that gets a little weird. That gets a little, you know what I mean? That gets a little weird. And I, you know, no, no, none of us ever think of that shit. We just think, oh man, I need more money. You know, oh, look at her lips are big and full and her ass is this and her boobs are that. And oh, he's got a six pack. I'm going, <laughs> I don't even know what I'm, I'm sporting. I'm sporting a 1400 pack. But soft, very soft, <laughs> bulbous. The no. Latinus, you know, uh, extra layers for the winter. Oh anyway, I don't know. What am I talking about? <laughs> well, I don't know, but it's it's great. Keep going. I promised I'd let you go at the end of the hour. So, uh, but before we say goodbye, is there anything at all that you'd like to plug? Oh God, if I can get a word in edgewise, I've been waiting the whole damn. <laughs> I know. I talk oh, way too much. I don't know. You know, guys, youngsters, go go, just roll the dice and go to field notes and. Buy some field notes or go, go to the DDC, draplin.com, backslash merch, the shittiest merch store in the, in the design biz. But we still sell a lot of merch, those stupid little PayPal links. Go find a little stupid keychain or a patch or a hat or a poster. Um, you know, ddcbook.com is so outdated. It's already been two years, but get the book. If you haven't got the book, still very proud of that and excited that, you know, not that we sold a lot of them and we sold a shit whack of them, but more like that it ever even happened, honestly. Um, so go get the book. Those are, you can get them on Amazon for 27 bucks or something. Um, and, you know, just a just more a general thank you to the universe, to, uh, you know, the, 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 the I don't know, the, the gods and goddesses and, 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 and forces of graphic design for making a, a, a little room in, in, in all of it for me to, you know, get away and uh, uh, with a nice life uh, being a graphic designer. So thank you. You know, there's that. I so. love it. Well, Aaron, I adore you. Thank you so much for stopping by the show. All right. Well, make you sound smart. <laughs>